Greetings from quarantine. How are you? How are you? Two weeks now. Locked up for two weeks. You know, the first aim was to like actually be productive and get things done, get ahead of the curve. Um, that did not happen. I think my body was like, nah, this, you're not going to do that, dude. You're going to rest and just not do that shit. You know what I have done? I've actually had a really healthy physical activity scheduled into my life, which is sort of amped and like I'm like super happy about. It's probably the only thing that's keeping me sane. Um, but yeah, how are you? How are you doing during these weird times? Such a crazy time. And it's only going to get crazier. Anyways, on today's episode, I have Zach Yancer on. He's a local radio host on 1030 The Voice AM. Also, his show is called The Tipping Point. You can find it on Apple Podcasts because it's a podcast as well. Because um, multiple streaming places, dude. Got to go in that direction. Really cool guy. Apparently, he's an author. Didn't know this until I sat down with him. Um, his book is called Creative. And from what I understand, it was uh, what, what, to, what is needed to, to bridge the gap between generations. Which I think is something we is is something that's lacking. Um, generations tend to like just group up and gang together and shit, and and not and not hang out. Um, when I think there should be a lot more mixing going on, but at the same time, even I'm guilty of it. I don't really mix too 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 generationally. I'm friends with people usually my, around my age. It's a shame, really, but it's 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 a habit that I've noticed I have. Anyways, um, I hope you all are doing well. I know um, things have been extended. We recently just got the stay-at-home order, even though it doesn't seem like it's, like, like real. It doesn't seem even enforceable, so there's that. But, yeah, I don't have any announcements because nothing can happen. <laughs> <laughs> nothing's going on um uh, actual real quick announcement you probably should go and follow um uh music by ray uh, i think that's still his name on soundcloud just he, dude's been dropping music consistently for like since quarantine started at least since self-isolation started so yeah go go listen to that and um yeah and just pay attention to what he reposts too on soundcloud it's great all of it on SoundCloud. Music by Ray or Shut Up Mijo. I believe it's one of the two. On that note, I'm going to play you guys out with um, Ayona. I hope that's what it is, Q. I don't know. But it's a beat by Q. Um, yeah, and here's Zach Yancer, everybody.
You will be the first recording of 2020. Okay. So Super. congratulations on that. It's an honor. Uh, um, thank you for coming on, in all honesty. Um, I'd like to start off with, with one basic question. Yeah. Um, what's your first memory? My first memory? Mm. That's a good question. Thank you. My first memory... Man, <laughs> um, it's not something many people think about. It's not. <laughs> it's not. But it's like so true because, like, most of the time, I mean, you can't really remember your birth, but you were like, there's, there is, there's a moment where your brain decided to start recording. No, totally. And I, I, I like, I found that, I found that question to myself so fascinating, totally. and I brought it to other people because I totally. Man, so. Um, an early, 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 early memory. The best you got. The best you got. Man. Whatever you want to share. I got. Um, uh, it's, it's interesting. So I think mm -hmm. one of my early, early memories is mm -hmm. um, when I was a kid mm -hmm. and uh, my dad and I were playing in the house. Uh, and my, my dad was a pastor. Okay. Uh, so, uh, it still is, but it was a pastor when I was growing up. Oh wow! Uh, and when you're in the public eye, when you're a community servant, your yeah. your privacy is um, almost non-existent. It's almost non-existent. So yeah. I remember one of the parishioners, one of the one of the congregation members, um, had some mental challenges and mental mm. problems, uh, kind of some instability. Mm. And he, I remember, he would often come up to our front door, our front window, mm -hmm. and he would just bang on it and knock on it until someone wow. would open the door and he would look inside and try to see if anyone was there. Whoa. I remember it kind of freaking me out as a kid. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know, I got to be with my dad a lot when I was a kid because he'd, he'd do a lot of work from home, obviously. Right. And I just remember like always being freaked out of that person who's a little bit scary to me as a yeah, little of kid. Course. It's, it's, it's you so know, intense. peeking through the window and just that lack of privacy. 100%. When you're serving people, you don't get to sometimes curate the situation. No. <laughs> most of <laughs> the time it's out of your hands. Yeah, so most of the time it's out of your that's hands. That's an early on memory. Wow. Yeah. That, I, I can see that being a, a, one of those early memories that really etches itself. That intensity sort of uh, yeah. lends itself to it. Wow. Huh. That's interesting. You, you see, then your, your father was a pastor. How, how long was he a pastor? Priester? Yeah, a pastor. Pastor? Yeah, yeah uh, ever since I was born. Really? Yeah, and he's, he's been in the ministry my entire life. Wow. So, yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah, had diapers changed in the church. You know, the church yeah. ladies would, you know, because my mom was a nurse. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And she would work on the weekends a lot. Uh -huh. So my, my dad would be, you know, getting ready to preach, getting ready to, you know, run the church on a Sunday morning. Right. And, uh, you know, he'd have two kids basically under two and a half uh -huh. that he'd be taking care of at the same time. Wow. And so there'd be times where you're like, I would need a diaper change and he's about to go preach a sermon. And so like the church ladies would take <laughs> me to like the bathroom, whatever, and get me Yo, changed or whatever. An experience. And so, so uh, back to privacy, which is, which yeah, is, which right? is, which is random. It's like when, it's so, know, see, in, that's in such the, a, like a, a community, uh, yes. community kind of like being raised in a community. Right. More so than like a normal, like, I guess, normal family, whatever. I think so. You know, like I think so. That's so interesting. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that had anything to do? All right. Let's, I, I guess I'll reform it in some way, shape, or form. How did How did you find yourself in the radio? Yeah. How did you find yourself doing that? Yeah. It was. What did that happen? Uh, a complete. It was not on my radar. No. At all. Really. Not on my radar at all. Um, well, what did you think you were going to end up doing? Uh. 
I don't know. I mean, so at the time I was in the coffee business locally. Oh, wow. Um, I had written a book uh, just about did. intergenerational relationships and oh. how to bridge that, how to bridge that divide. And so a mentor of mine mm-hmm. used to own the station I'm on now. And so he called me and he said, hey, have you ever thought about doing radio? Uh-huh. And my response was, I, never, you know, absolutely <laughs> not. And the honest truth being that I didn't think radio was a relevant medium. Right, like I grew up, I mean, you and I are about the same age. I grew up in the age of podcasting, and there's so right. many different ways uh, to convey different audio ways, right? And yes. Back at that time, everybody was saying video is going to be the next big thing. Videos where marketing right. is going to lie. And so, of all the different mediums of communication, radio is not the one on my radar. I feel but he that. He said, I love your message, and I want to know if you want to talk about it on the radio. Mm. And I said, I will, but I want to take the concept and I want to scale it to the whole city. Like, I don't want it just to be about the niche my book was about. I want it to be about the whole city. I want to talk about the creative people and ideas um, that are creating a generational change in Tucson. I want right. to look at what's happening in Tucson. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's all game for me, you know. Wow. So I started on a weekend show. I did a Saturday show, one hour a week. Did that for a year and a half. Yeah. Fell in love with it. Wow. Because I found that what local radio has that, um, like, podcasting, wouldn't have for me mm-hmm. is real life feedback right so I'd be, I'd be talking about a relevant current tucson topic right and i could get real life people telling me how they felt about that real life issue in real mm. life in the moment you know what i'm saying that's so true you know, so if i say hey i'm talking about this here's the number to call people would call me and i could you can figure actually... out how people were feeling about something on the spot it's so real and it's so real and I just wow. fell in love. And about a year, it'll be a year ago, April, mm-hmm. they asked if I wanted to take my weekend show to weekdays. So wow. now I do it five days a week. Um, right. You know, a certain time every day I'm in the studio. Yeah. And yeah. That's Two years incredible. ago, I never would have thought I'd have been here. It was not on my radar. I wasn't That's trying incredible. to be involved in it. What's, but the, what's the name of your book? Uh, it's called Creative. Creative. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I recently changed the name of my podcast but it was called The Creative City. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Where did the change come from? Why did you change it from creativity to The Tipping Point? That's right? a great qu- question. Yeah, yeah, the show's called Tipping Point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for about the last year on the show, I've been saying that um, one of the things that drives me to do the show mm-hmm. is that I think Tucson's at a tipping point. Right. That the decisions we make in the next five to 10 years will shape the next 50. Huge. And so we're at this critical moment where we need to get it right. Mm. We need to be having the right conversation and we need to be having a diversity mm. of people around the literal table hashing mm-hmm. things out mm-hmm. we need to make good choices about some critical things i agree in, in our future whether that's economy housing mm-hmm. young talent whatever the case may be yeah we have we, we this is the time is now mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and and so i kept saying that and it just didn't reflect the creative city show i just felt right. like the, it had outgrown the brand right and so as i was trying to figure out what do i name the show because i knew a change was needed i thought you know what i say all the time on Point the air we're at a tipping point. Yeah. So why don't I just call it tipping point? Wow. You know, I know it's not original, right? Malcolm Gladwell wrote the book. I, right, I right. didn't think I had arrived at anything unique. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but it was more it, appropriate. It, it reflects the moment we're in. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So that's interesting. And so like maybe more of a background question, but did you always grow up? Did you grow up in Tucson? I moved here when I was 11. You moved here when you were 11? Yeah, yeah. So my grandmother mm. lived out here, my dad's mom. Okay. And she was getting a little bit older, needed more help. And so we moved out here from Pennsylvania uh-huh. when I was 11. This is back in 2002. Okay. And I've been here ever since, except for three, three years away at college. 
But other oh, than that, wow. uh, I've been here. So wow. basically grew up here, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, Interesting. Yeah. Mm. So awesome. And what, what, what? You're an author. That's, that's, and it's called Creative? It's called Creative. And it's about the, bridging the gap between generations? It is. Where did that, where did that come to your mind? What, what, what? What propelled you to write about a book specifically yeah. about that? Yeah. That's very niche. It is very niche. It's very niche. What what caused you to write something sure. like that? I didn't even know you wrote a book, so I'm like, this is this is cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was I was hearing from businesses mm -hmm. and then the faith based community in Tucson mm. the same problem. How do we connect yeah. the younger generation? Um, and uh. how do we either have how do we retain them as employees? Mm. how do we have them in our organization mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how do we connect with them either on a marketing level or yeah. on a spiritual level or whatever the case may be right and i took a different angle towards it um interesting uh, looking at uh, how creative organizations across time mm -hmm. that have changed their world in a changing world mm. have been intergenerational so my examples were you look at the Renaissance, mm -hmm. right? The Renaissance grew out of these little bottegas in Florence, Italy. Right. These intergenerational studios of art and philosophy and creativity. Yes. Changed the world. Yes. Right. You look at the, uh, you look at the Enlightenment. Mm -hmm. The Enlightenment in part came out of coffee houses mm -hmm. and they were called penny universities. Right. Because for a penny, you get a cup of coffee. Right, and whether you were rich or poor, old or young, you huddled around a table, you know. and you talked about the issues of the day, mm. changed the world. Uh, you look at co-working spaces so today, right? right? Intergenerational spaces where ideas are flowing, connecting. Mm -hmm. And so my angle was, what does it look like for our organizations wow. to have this same vibe? How do we take that same DNA and infuse it in our city, in our community? And our organizations. Nice. So that's what I wrote the book on. Good job on on, um, on piercing it so on, on on distilling it so well. That's yeah. Nice. Yeah. And you wrote the book all on that. I did. Wow. I did. When did you When did you release the book? Released the book in twenty early twenty eighteen. Early okay. twenty eighteen. So it's okay. been a couple years. Nice. And honestly, man, I thought I was going to be consulting. Yeah. Thought I'd be traveling around speaking. Right, of course. Had a membership site around the content, right? You know, where wow. someone gets the book. You know, maybe they're in Ohio and they right. want to do you something can, they with can it. Talk, yeah. They can get on a I'll get online, have a membership Fantastic. site. Fantastic. And it's one of those things where it was a great idea. Mm -hmm. But the book led me to the radio show. How and, interesting. And then the radio show like pulled me way back to look at Tucson from a thirty thousand foot level. Wow. And I've completely changed what my focus is. But it was the because book that led to the show. Interesting. So, like, w what was your focus when you wrote the book, and what and how did the radio cha change that focus? What, what? Yeah. Well, it was part of the name change too. Was right, I started the show uh -huh. based on the book? So right, based on like, the, called the creative the book, city show. Right. Right. So I was developing this whole brand. Mm -hmm. But then I started to have political figures on. Right. Underground artists on the show. Yeah. 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 I started talking about roads and the economy and Tucson's creativity. It got really, it got almost real in it, the, in like, yeah. cause it's like almost everyday kind of like yeah. everyday dilemmas kind of totally. thing. Totally Interesting. And so I just fell in love with what was happening in Tucson mm. and wanted to speak into those issues. Mm -hmm. And I felt a little bit tied down because of the other to thing. The, right. And I didn't want to be tied down anymore. Just the focus shifted. Interesting. Okay. And so I, uh, 
would you say that it's it is it because it's just they're still sort of related no but like or or do you think it's a completely different thing now like the the your show from the book or at least the intentions behind them uh, the so so the book was how can your organization uh, have intergenerational creativity mm. that impacts your community positively mm. and I think the show today mm -hmm. is focused on how do we create the best possible future mm. right what, what is what I is like that. what does the future look like how do we get there yes of course and how do we impact our community in positive ways okay and so I think that theme has stayed the same yes yes, yes. Um, but it's changed a bit mm -hmm. so that's so interesting i can't i i've, I've had that uh, i've had the same perspective on radio being like an outdated medium um just because of, of like why would i why would i subjugate myself to like that uh, like timetable and then like all that kind of things of like like having other hands and stuff like that um but that is very true that that life feedback sort of feeds into something else mm -hmm. I, I can only imagine. I can, I, I, it's not surprising that you've you've outgrown how you started it. I can only imagine. And you've done it for two years now, right? Two years. Interesting. Yeah, a little bit over two years. So October, October twenty seventeen. Mm -hmm. So I might have to actually edit the number I gave you. I published the book in twenty seventeen. Oh, okay. Um, I think Listen. I said twenty eighteen. Yes, you did. I got you my did. years changed around. But October twenty seventeen is uh -huh. when I started the show. Celebrated uh, two years last, last October. Year. Uh, okay, so we're getting into two and a half years. Wow! I think I think mind. I think our timetable is about the same. My, I started the podcast in July of 2017. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations to you too, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It is a passion project, and it's oh. still going. It's <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> I appreciate it. I feel like not many things uh, last almost three years anymore. You know. Uh, that, I I think it's just like the it's just a uh, it it's something about it something about like um yeah. I don't know time or whatever it is like some, there's this like grinding sense of it mm -hmm. where like if it's not structured correctly it ain't gonna last and right. uh, and I right. feel like that's just like and I, I've just been just mm. I don't know ruthless about keeping on. Right. <laughs> um, I love it. Well, yeah. it's like, Appreciate you could it. Probably resonate with this because we do our shows. I think for the same a lot of the same reasons. Mm -hmm. There's underlying this curiosity of what's happening in tucson 100 percent, and why don't more people know about more stuff yeah and i've had people 100%. say you do five hours of radio a week 20 hours of radio a month is there really that much to talk about in tucson there I've is that question legit there is, is there that much to talk about and i go you don't even know there is so much and i've only scratched the surface i know i'm like i'm seeing your output and it just i, I see your output and, and it, it's so funny because like i see how you're how you're going about it and 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 I resonate with it because I did have the same intentions as you did and I I found this so fascinating that that here you are doing it in a, in a different ma manner with yeah. with that allows you to out output on on a, on, a, on a different scale than than I am and yet you still like there's so much that, like you can't I, so much I feel that I remember when I first started I was like let's see where this goes that maybe I, I'll run out of something right. but like once you start like digging you realize oh this gets so bigger much. and bigger and then at the scale you're going I can only imagine like the new things that keep popping up oh, just yeah. because of how like oh, consistent yeah. you you are with it how do you plan out uh your hour how do you plan out a show what do you do like do you research what how's what does that look like for you yeah, 
so what's interesting right now is, mm -hmm. and you're going to get a stream of consciousness from me. Sure, please. Is, this, um, this is why I like this is, medium. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, is that for better or for worse, and depending on the day, yeah. it feels differently to me. <laughs> oh, I believe is, it. Is that I am the producer, mm -hmm. the content creator, mm -hmm. the booker, like to book the content. Of course. The executor, the host doing it, the follow-up, the salesperson, uh, uh, the contract person. You're the whole thing. The whole thing, right? <laughs> yeah. And I just, I you understand. Know, fortunately, I was able to tag team with my wife just like this month to take on some of the biz ops of it oh, fantastic. because it got so overwhelming. I and can I, only and, imagine. And I'm like, if I don't learn how to scale, I'm going to, I'm going to, this thing's not going to, you know, I'm, get, I'm getting to the same place. <laughs> and so good for you. Um, the challenge has been is, is trying to keep up with what's moving in Tucson mm -hmm. and what's relevant mm. when I'm doing all the work at the same time. Right. And, and so a lot of the content is, you know, so the honest truth is, and mm -hmm. your listeners may be the only people who actually know this at this point, is mm -hmm. I'd love to tell you that I, I plan a week out. I, I often book a week or two out for sure because yeah, I have yeah, to. Yeah. But course. in terms of some of the, my own content, sometimes I'm just flowing in the sense of like I'll wake up, I'll see an article, and after so much content in the background, I'm sort of able to just kind of remember some stuff, remember some stuff, connect and build it on it, way. connect it, riff off of it a uh. little bit. And there are days where I'll wake up at seven, read something, <laughs> and I'll go on the radio and talk about it. Oh my goodness. Um, and like sometimes that's the only way to do it, that's right? Because it's five hours of content. Yeah. And I try to split it up between guest interviews and like personal content creation. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, I've noticed that. And yeah. You used to do like four whole hour interviews. I did before, right? I did. But what what caused you to stop that? What, was it just like, was it too much for the guest? Was it too much for you? So. At some point, your listener can sort of feel like you're trying to drag it out, mm. you know, right? Mostly so when it's live, yeah, I feel when that. When it's live. So like yeah. in this format, we mm -hmm. just we just talk. Yes. You know, like you know, you're just talking. Yeah. But yeah. on the radio, you're time bound. Of and course. four segments. It's yeah. an hour. You're and forced to fill. You're forced to fill that, mm. you know? So like if I get 40 minutes to the interview and it's over... What am I supposed to do? With other. You know, you either say, okay, sense. we're done. <laughs> and then you do the other 20 minutes on your own. Right. Or you push it out. Ooh. And, and no, so. That's not the move. <laughs> I was doing actually two hours a week up until October. Okay. As a, so I was doing two hours a day, 10 hours a week. Oh, my god. So goodness. I was doing uh, like a 10A to 12P time span. Whoa. And uh, I feel like the one hour is a better product for yeah. me. Yeah. Because when you're listening live, right, you're mm -hmm. usually multitasking. Yeah. You're getting into the office. You're getting into your car. Mm -hmm. It's kind of in the flow of your day. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to learn how to get more precise yeah. and more actionable with my content. I, I think a lot of people, you know, when you're a radio host, you don't realize that people aren't necessarily starting at 9 no. and listening through 10. They're, they're dropping in the middle. They're dropping in the middle. Or like somewhere in between. Correct. Correct. So like with a podcast format, no, people are intentionally for sure, listening. Starting from the beginning. They know how long it's going to be. Yes. They're tuning in on purpose because mm -hmm. they want to hear the full thing. Agreed. Yeah. So long form works a little better. Yeah. And and so I've just had to learn how to that's so, that's make so. these a little more snappy and pointed. Yeah. 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 So I, I feel that just because I listen to your, your show as a podcast. And just listening to it as a podcast, I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's interesting. It's yeah. a radio, like it's a, this totally. is a radio show, one hundred percent. Totally. And it's just it's so funny for me because like um, since my structure is completely so free flowing, there is no structure. I die. Right. I I barely 
look up the the guest. I like I have a general idea who the person is. Sure, sure. And then with that general information, I excavate in right. the, in, in in the conversation. Right. That's 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 like the, my, right. my thrill of it. Right. Um. But y- the pressure of doing a radio show, you have to like know <laughs> when like what to say, when to say it, and then be like, all right, there's a break coming. And right. then you also have to repeat yes. the show, right? You yes. have to tell like people. Right. That's a whole thing too. Like yeah. th- that that's a <laughs> <laughs> you have to like catch people back up again. Yeah, like this is what we're doing. Right. That 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 that, that whole concept is so interesting to me. And th- just to just to compare the mediums because I find that f- I find comparing mediums so fascinating. And 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 this this since we're so closely related and yet totally on a different different kind of scale. Right. It's, it's so fascinating. And the way you described your days it to me sounded like you're freestyling in 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 a, in, in like a speaker fashion because like you're literally you're making up as you go along you have your interviews planned out and that's right. fantastic and I, basically same right but like but you, you you don't have too much planned out ahead of schedule and then like you sometimes you like you don't even like i, I was listening to the to the one where uh, Trump was at, like going to address the nation or something because yes. of this, and you, you, <laughs> yes. you guys had to start the interview before yeah. before he got on yeah. and everything. That's a whole thing. I yeah. can't. <laughs> so that was a situation, man, where I I didn't have to do that. Right? Right. There was no requirement to do that. No, but you could. Right? But I woke up that morning. Uh-huh. I was driving into the station to oh, do wow. my show. Oh wow! And um, I pulled in and I saw, whoa! Like the president's about to address the nation. Mm-hmm. I said, it's my job to convey this information, to, to convey this information. I, respect like, I take that. Yeah. my, I take my journalism seriously. Mm-hmm. And, and so I went into my producer and I was like, we gotta, we gotta feed this in. And so wow. my board op and the station manager and then the guests, I had to go to the guests and go, you're my priority, but <laughs> the whole, the whole script changed. And it was such a great guest too. Cause like, it was I know. Like, what, uh, the a beer company, uh, Barrio right? Brewery. Yeah, the turn, yeah, turning full like employee or ownership, something Correct. like that. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> and he just rolled with the punches. Yeah, he did. It was fantastic. You know, <laughs> and I have incredible respect for some of my fellow co-hosts that plan. I have co. I have um, not co-hosts. I have co. Um, some of my co- local, hosts. my local, my local. Right, not on my show, but yeah. on the station. Yeah, of course. Who will be six weeks planned out, Whoa. and I have crazy respect for that and i mean they're doing an hour a day every single day oh my god and they are just booked out that far which is amazing that's fantastic but honestly for me i want to be able to have the pulse of the day Mm. i want to be able to speak into the issues of the day to be too planned out it it doesn't allow for that right i want to have that empty 15 or 30 minutes on the show Mm. where i can speak into an issue of the day and kind of tap into that zeitgeist that's wow. happening in Tucson. I like that. Where, where did that impulse come from for you? Um, I don't know. Millennial FOMO. <laughs> Millennial FOMO. <laughs> of, of, I don't know. There's something like just that. about my personality where I want to be up to date and current mm. and not miss that moment. Of course. And I think I'm always trying to figure out what moment are we in and what, is, what does it call us to do yeah. at a society level. Mm-hmm. And that's reflected, I think, in my style, which is very seated yeah. in my pants. But in a quality journalism way, yeah, for sure. Like I, I take, I take being on the air seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I, uh, that's conveyed. I, yeah. I feel that very yeah, much. Yeah. So, are you? Did you train to be a journalist, or <laughs> no. what, what did you go to school for? Uh, poli sci, poli sci. Uh, political science. Oh, okay, okay. Um, international studies. It took a very international wow. turn. Wow. Um, 
but uh, I, I was telling someone the other day, I'm a storyteller. International, and then here you are doing like local, local. I know. Local. Tucson was not the plan, I but know. I love it. It's like, it, it Tucson's me. fantastic. It's though. a beautiful black hole. <laughs> it is a beautiful <laughs> black hole. Because it's a black hole, it but not in a bad way. It really is, it though. Isn't you it? In, and then 10 years later, you look up and you go, What do you think that is? Why, why is Tucson, why, why does Tucson feel that way? Like, it's the magic of it. I mean, it's the community. Mm. It's the history. Yeah. It's the people. Mm-hmm. It's the pace. Yeah. You know? That's fantastic. That's so funny. Everybody yeah. I, like, everybody I've talked to, we all feel the same way about it. Yeah. Some people negatively. Some people yeah, don't yeah, like yeah. it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you're right. You yeah. like you, you look down 10 years later and then you're just like, what happened? Like, crazy. <laughs> and uh, I guess I'll stay five more years, you know? And right. 10 years later, you look back up again. and <laughs> But... Uh, but now okay. I was telling something the other day is I don't uh-huh. um, I want to report the news and the cultural moment and do mm. that with quality. I'm not a shock jock. I'm yeah. not your kind of typical morning radio guy. Mm-hmm. I try to have my facts on straight. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of radio hosts um, are popular because they see the world in black and white, mm. and it makes for edgy radio. You don't do that. For I don't better feel or for like worse, you do. no, no, no. It's my goal not to. Yeah, and I'm still figuring it out. Is it a product that people want? on the medium i mean i, I appreciate it yeah i appreciate, I appreciate that, that you that appreciate like, it that, you, that you're so you're so measured man <laughs> it, it's it, on on the air you're so like you don't I, I've, I've never heard you react i've only heard you respond and it's like this is great yeah like, it's, it's pretty cool it's, it's pretty great like like yeah kudos like i appreciate legitimately it. that's so funny i appreciate it <laughs> Not even, uh, that the, those turns, the unexpected turns in life, <laughs> like international, poli right. sci, right. doing the local radio show. Right. And really into it, too. I love it, man. It's <laughs> fantastic. I love it. A- after, after two years of doing it, have you, what, have you, what, what have you noticed on, on the scale of Tucson mm-hmm. that, that you think is fascinating, worth mentioning? What do you have? What do you yeah. think? Uh man, this could go in so many in so many directions. First one that pops in your head, we'll, we'll um, go. We'll go. Tucson hides its best from itself. Interesting. Yeah. Um, how how so? Why? What do you mean? Yeah. So some of the some of the examples that so th- so let me just drop this scenario. Okay. And it kind of gives an example, right? Okay. So the University of Arizona has been a part of every space mission since Apollo. Whoa. Nobody knows, right? What? Tucson has the third largest tech park. You know, these parks that are pumping out innovations, hosts IBM. We have the third one? Third largest in North America. Not just the U.S. In North America. in North America. Both in terms of size and people who are on site. Right? So Tucson, we we say about ourselves, we're this small town. (laughs) We're kind of... Um, and I say this all with love, by the way. I'm yeah, not. No, I, I, we're this podunk place, and we're kind of this, you know, you know, horse and carriage town, old pueblo. We kind of give ourselves this little little town vibe. Yeah. And we have people and stories here that are incredible on the global stage, but nobody here knows it, and so we don't tell that story to anybody else. Whoa. And so I say on the radio, and it's stuck. Tucson's a town that likes to talk about its tacos and trails more than it's tech and talent mm. right alliteration is fun you know it is it sounds fun <laughs> i understand um, as a poet it's true yeah. yes sir yes sir you get it like <laughs> it matters the words you use and what they start with 100 <laughs> um but uh we 
we we just don't wow. do ourselves. We do ourselves a disservice by 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 um, underselling ourselves. By, under, by underselling ourselves. Interesting. But it's not that we know what's going on here, mm-hmm. but we undersell it. We don't know about our own city. Right. Right. Yeah. And so the other thing that ties into this is there's articles now that are being written mm. 33 hours in Tucson or 36 hours for a for a U of A game. Mm. But I wouldn't want to live there. Right. And Whoa. if I can have any kind of impact, I don't know what that looks like. If mm-hmm. I can have any kind of impact in Tucson, I want to see an article written where someone says 33 years in Tucson has been pretty great. Mm. Right. I want to spend 36 hours in Tucson. Right, and you can mm-hmm. only get so far off of your tacos and trails. Right, right. But what does it mean for Tucson to tell its story to itself mm. and to be a community where people that look like you and me mm-hmm. feel like Tucson can give us our best shot? Yeah. And my sense over the two years is that's still not the case. No. And I'm in love with the city. Right? I'm not a negative Nancy. One hundred percent. But when my friends tell me I just had a kid, and when they're twelve, we're gonna leave because this town doesn't have what we need for my family mm. or when I talk to people doing great things, they say Tucson's a comeback place, not, mm. not one word comeback, but it, Tucson's a place you come back to. Right. Right. Wow. If you want to get your career started, start <laughs> your family, put your foot in the ground guilty you know, that. and I'm get things that done, you got to leave. Wow. Right. And, and then hopefully come back mm-hmm. and Tucson right now is ready to play that gamble. Right. I've been hearing this lately. Interesting. That's just who we are. Right, Tucson mm. needs to be a place that welcomes back the thirty-five-year-old after they started a career, made some money, and want to have a family. Interesting, right? They can go to Denver, they can go to Boston, they can go to Portland. Mm-hmm. That's not good enough for me, man. Interesting. I don't think that that's good enough. Why? 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 What's what's your objection to that? Uh, well, to tell a whole demographic that they're going to have to go somewhere else to get their start in life—that is pretty messed I, up. I think, and, and nobody says it in a negative way. Yeah, of course. But as a community. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we don't tell the right stories about ourselves, right? And because we haven't always made the right decisions, we've left ourselves in this place mm. where uh, young people don't necessarily see a path forward, right? For themselves, I I can I can vouch for that one hundred percent. That didn't seem yeah. like there didn't seem like there was much to do in Tucson for the longest time. It was only until like I turned, I turned maybe twenty two, mm-hmm. twenty three, mm-hmm. did like. Did something shift? Did my perspective of Tucson shift? Right. And before that, it was like there was, there was a it, it faded in from indifference mm-hmm. to like complete like right. I don't care about this place. Right. And then finally to where I am now, where like this place is right. This place is so cool, but like you have to find it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's like the only thing. Right. Um. It is so cool. Yeah. It's super cool. It is and, so cool. And, and and even I don't like. I feel like you're you're well, you. What you know about the city, I don't like. I I I know maybe half of what you know, and that's maybe giving me way too much credit. But I feel like I know half of what you know. <sighs> okay, maybe <laughs> because our community is so siloed. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Interesting that there there is a lot of that. That's very true. You know, where there's different communities that never intersect. Yeah, and I feel KP is a huge part of this. KP yeah. was the reason why I even even knew you existed i, I don't mm-hmm. think i don't think if it wasn't for kp i would have known i don't i don't know if it, it was either kp mm-hmm. or pike uh pike from tucson hip-hop fest right who who maybe retweeted something of yours right. where i'm like oh who's this other broadcaster right. in, in town 
vaguely i remember you before kp but mm. kp's the reason we met yes kp's the reason we um, met but that's, well, that's a great example yes just people crossing lines going like correct. hello how you doing right. fantastic and then that's right which is so direly needed i feel like at least that's how it seems to be at this current state mm -hmm. which is so interesting yeah but you're right the, the, the communities end up being really siloed which is such right. an interesting impulse but i right. think that's just like something uh humans do in general right um wow that's so that's uh, what a what an interesting perspective it's it's not even tucson doesn't know right itself and, and you know where the fear is in that what i'm finding this where? is maybe the real answer to your question where is the fear in that the fear is that um tucson can either have a brand or a soul but not both tucson has an underlying fear um that um, that either we have a soul and we're gritty and we're cool uh -huh. and and all the things kind of we currently are mm -hmm. um, or we are known for something that allows us to have jobs and families and a living here mm. but you can't have both interesting i'm hearing this more and more really yeah huh. and of course i don't think it's true i no, think you no. can have both i think yeah you know but Tucson is almost allergic mm. to to the to the idea that you can have both. Right. You know. Oh, Tucson. <laughs> and and uh. you know, I don't want to be Phoenix either. No. Um, no. But God, no. That's um, terrifying. But again, we've been a, we've been a town that leans on our tacos and trails. Right. At the expense of, of the other becoming a city where people can call it home. Mm -hmm. You know from preschool through palliative care right <laughs> you know? wow and that's how you should want to design a community right 100 percent. why would you want to design a community where only a certain part or a certain demographic can call it home can call it home and as a young that's person so true. you know there's some generational justice i think mm -hmm. that that needs to be had here i agree um yeah that's you're, you're entirely correct and, and it's fun most people get that message that you can't that it is a comeback place. Like it's a, you have to leave to like, to go get something and then come back. Right. And most people are con with that message. Most people, I mean, going, uh, going to high school here, that was like most of what everybody, I, right. my peers were feeling. Right. right. Um, that's so huge. That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, yet here you like gave me some crazy facts that I didn't even know, like right. on the scale of, what do you think that is? Why do you think those facts aren't like so well known? amongst tucson itself like what is it just the siloing of communities that just, just prevents it from being like more more of a known thing or what what do you think prevents that that mm -hmm. just basic little facts from spreading because mm -hmm. that's so mm -hmm. that's so cool like why right. what the what, what prevents that from right from itself being known right i think part of it's siloing mm. um one of my one of my growing fears speaking mm -hmm. of fears mm -hmm. is that or the fear that i feel like i'm tapping into when i have these conversations mm. um, is that if we were to know that about ourselves and if we were to advertise that to the world we would grow and getting back to that soul standpoint that we lose our soul Dying. and <laughs> um you know, again, that is terrifying. I don't think you, <laughs> I don't think you'd meet anybody who would want to do 1970s urban renewal in Tucson again. It was a bad idea. It was done poorly and it didn't work. Right. Um, but and I think that moment, if for, for the last 50 years, mm -hmm. is when, uh, is when something shifted. 
uh, to where we became a town of no. Uh, not it. Not what is our best yes. Right. Uh, because we saw. Because we saw what we the saw repercussions what of what happened. Uh, but to use that as an example mm-hmm. is is um, is incomplete. Mm. Is is incomplete. And right, so right, right. and so I think we hide ourselves away mm. to keep what we have rather than be what we could be. You know, you know, it's funny. I find this very philosophical, but you, you, that statement, that very last statement, not only is it applicable to like Tucson, but I feel like it's very applicable to the individual, mm. which is because it speaks to me. Um, and I feel like a lot of other individuals might even just be like, mm-hmm. why are you talking to me? Because <laughs> um, it's like, um, I, I think it falls down to like just sacrifice um, and, or, or at least to, to become something you want, you need to sacrifice something you have. Right. Um, and I guess it even falls down on, on a Tucson scale, which is a city scale, which is so, mm-hmm. which is so interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. What do you think? What do you think Tucson has the, the ability to become? Mm-hmm. What is it that you see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, see it uh, as the city that learns from everybody else's mistakes, mm. right? So I was in Austin in September, mm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, keep Austin weird. It's not weird anymore, right? right. It's super corporate, grew mm-hmm. way too fast, homeless on the streets, lack of affordability. You know, if you're educated and make a good wage, Austin treats you well. Right. Um, and that's just one man's opinion. Mm-hmm. But I think you see that in communities around the country yeah. where, where, uh, growth uh, uns- uh, unstrategized leads to a lot of inequity and a lot of mm. uh, social challenges on the back end. Right. And so I think in Tucson we can write a better story if mm. we want to mm-hmm. um, where we can become a city where people like you and I can stick around and raise a family yeah. and feel confident in that. Mm-hmm. But one where we can still afford to be here yeah. and 4th Ave is still cool. You know what I'm saying? That's I th- a dream. <laughs> I think it's possible. I want it to be. I think it's yeah. possible. But you need people who think not just one or the other, but both. Mm. Um, and I see, I see, I see Tucson as a Southwest hub for mm. creativity and innovation and I entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. I think our um, our cross border identity mm. is so critical. Mm-hmm. It's a Sonoran corridor. One hundred percent. You know, not just Tucson. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, you know, I see us as uh, as a uh, my brand for Tucson is your big idea lives here. Mm. My my vision is for a community where your big idea lives here. Mm. And if your big idea is to retire here, we welcome you. Right. If your big idea is to study here, we welcome you. Mm. If your big idea is to raise a family here, we want you here. Mm. If your big idea is to have the next great American startup or innovation mm-hmm. we welcome you yeah your big idea lives here mm. my vision of tucson is a place where we can say that's true i like that that would be that would be fun that'd be very nice it sounds like it invites a lot of uh experimentation mm-hmm. on a sort of on a sort of scale that i've i don't think is is seen anywhere else or has been implemented well in anywhere else i like that though a city that learned from other cities I've always had that impulse or that inclination that Tucson could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny to hear it from somebody else. Yeah, um, I like that, and I feel like, I feel like, I, I feel like, 
that would be great if Tucson can almost focus itself on that. Yeah. I feel like there's a there's a, this there's a certain like um I don't know what the word would be. Just like this dissociation from it, where where it can't focus itself on that. Right. It likes too too much one side of itself than the other. Right. But like it, but it, at the same time, it almost seems like it doesn't even know about its other side. Correct. So you can't even say it in say it in that fashion either. So it's an interesting little moment. I can see why you call your show Tipping Point. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah. How 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 funny you found yourself here like. <laughs> yeah, I find you to be like this uh, a person just like looking at this like growing just like I don't know I don't even know what to like just like um, a canary in the coal mine kind of situation yeah. just like screaming yo uh, yeah there's a train coming right <laughs> like what, what side are we going to be on right <laughs> you know what grounds me though too <laughs> what, what is uh, I'm some people would call me a neighborhood activist mm. and it's and it's and it's uh, I, don't, I, I don't know if I use the activist word Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely a neighborhood advocate, mm. right? And so it's weird because I feel like I bounce between two worlds that never intersect. Yeah, right? you're yeah, often into this is the stereotype. It's not usually true, but the stereotype is you are if you see a you know a vision for you know for Tucson that's bigger than what we have now that you're you know all pro growth, pro business. Let's become Phoenix, right? Um, or if you want healthy community. Mm-hmm. You're a neighborhood activist, and you don't want any growth. Interesting. Uh, I have. You would be both. I, I, I think you can learn from both. Mm-hmm. And again, that's a stereotype. But I find myself being in two worlds that never intersect. Yeah. Right. Being on the here's what Tucson can be, mm-hmm. but I'm grounded by being a neighborhood advocate. Yeah. That you're, knows you're, you're in the real world. That exactly. Mm-hmm. That knows like what the impact could be. If we're not careful, right? That knows that we need healthy communities mm. and a healthy overall community living in balance together. Yeah, and to be in both worlds mm-hmm. and to figure out how the two intersect. Wow. They call they call our generation amphibians because we find ourselves ah. in multiple worlds yeah. having to translate back and forth 100%. in a way that other generations haven't had to. Oh, that's and, so true. and I resonate with that. I resonate heavily uh, with that. You know, wow. And having to bridge social capital and financial capital right. to make the world we see come true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, but we're not siloed. Right. You know? Oh. It's really uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> the, the, the gray is not comfortable. No, it's not. It's so funny. And it doesn't always make you friends either. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, that's, wow. That's, yeah, amphibian would be correct. There, there's a, a, a foot on land and a foot on sea kind of thing. Yeah, Metaphor yeah. popped up exactly. in my head. Exactly. Uh yeah, that's very good though. That I mean that that makes you more well-rounded and correct. I can see why you would say it grounds you. That's yeah, that's very that's very useful. And it's funny cuz you like you 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 you're still in the same place cuz you your book was in uh, was uh crossing or doing the crossing the the intergenerational gap. Mm-hmm. Now you're crossing another gap. Totally. You're just a gap uh, you're just a gap jumper, dude. Gap jumper. <laughs> That's gonna be my new uh, my new Instagram bio. Is yeah. <laughs> gap jumper. <laughs> gap jumper. Uh, gray seeker. A uh, 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 bridge builder. <laughs> in other words. There we go. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fantastic. Um, <laughs> that's good though. I, I feel like that's I. It, I remember you're you're reminding me a lot of a of a philosophy class I I took like in in Pima back in the day. Um, the, the philosophy teacher brought up the the dichotomy of a of both and yeah and most people live in either or 
Yeah, so good. Yeah, and, and I, I feel and, that. And I found that to be so I found it to be so fascinating. Um and liberating because it just allows for more things. Um and I, I and even in my other like more like eclectic studies, I've I've found uh the there was always a like a goal to be able to hold two opposing things at the same time in your head. And yeah. in doing so, you allow for this other, for, yeah. for a new possibility to exist. Yep. But you have to hold that tension or the tension, like, right. it, like but it, there's a tension by doing it. Yeah. And it's always so fascinating to me. Um, most people don't do that. Most people are, right. are black and white and, and there's just like an impulse to like uh, be on either side. Um, but to live in both and it's uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but more things do come come out of it, which, totally. is, which is interesting. What? And we need those people. I agree. Right? I, I agree. I think in 2020, were you always like just people. like just someone who 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 would uh, hold that tension? I think so. Yeah. I, think, I mean, I think a lot of credit goes to my parents on this, is they right. were very intentional to uh, help you know uh, help me try to see the big picture. Yeah. Yeah. And not just my dad will say not just the mirror, mm. but a clear sheet of glass, mm. you know, it, 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 to see to see the big picture Interesting. And to see from multiple angles. Mm. Um, I've seen myself grow in that way over the last few years. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, that's fantastic. I think we need more people like that. I agree. To stand in that gap. I agree. And I think as we process through 2020 and what that's going to mean for us as a country and a local community. 2020 has been crazy and it's only like. It's been crazy. January. Yeah. We're in day, what, 30 of it? Uh, we, <laughs> really? need, we need, we need, we need to rally those people together. Mm -hmm. who yeah. can speak the message you and I speak. Yeah. Very much so. How oh, interesting, man. Oh, my goodness. It's a pleasure, Zach. It really has been. We're at 45 minutes. I think, I, th I think, wh Food what, line. you got like 10 minutes left? To, yeah, yeah. So you have to leave. Um, do you want to leave them with some last words um, or just something you feel like Tucson should hear? Um, and then if not, you can just point them to where they can find you. Sure. Man, I don't, I, I feel like all the pithy stuff we got through, <laughs> I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could add I anything. I feel that. If not, it's um, fine. You can just point them to, to where they can find I you. I really enjoyed this interview. Mm, my pleasure. It's been I, a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. I feel very comfortable and just can chat and. Yeah and uh, all that good stuff so a lot of fun uh, my daily radio show airs on 10 30 the voice there you go am 10 30 or you can stream kvoi.com mm. uh, 9 a.m to 10 a.m every day monday through friday the show is called tipping point listen to the radio guys uh, listen 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 to the radio local or you can do uh what you do yes. and go back and listen to the podcast yes and so i'm on itunes or google play music mm -hmm. uh, tipping point with zach yenser there you go so you find me there um, and then beyond that, I would just say the thing we didn't get to talk about much is um, have the real honor and privilege of being the executive director of Tucson Young Professionals, oh. uh, which is a an organization that seeks to serve, promote, retain, attract professionals 21 to 45 in our community. Oh, wow. And we're at 650 members um, right now, which is crazy growth. Mm -hmm. And just young people that want to connect and grow together and advocate for the best of our community. Wow. Uh, so check that out too, TucsonYoungProfessionals.com. Perfect. Do you want to maybe elaborate a little more on that or, or is that? Is I'd that love fine? to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what is we, that? Since we, since we have time. What is that exactly? Like, uh, uh, I remember seeing that somewhere, but uh, what does that entail? What is the, 
what is the goal exactly with that yeah so 10 years ago the organization started Mm -hmm. uh, and i like to say that the organization matches tucson's trajectory Mm. in the sense of when it began 10 years ago was the recession Uh right (laughs) downtown was literally boarded up Mm. people were leaving by the droves if you were between the ages of 21 and 55 in tucson you left wow and in the case of kind of that 36 to 55 year old crowd they're still gone they never came back Wow. they never came back that was our mid-level career workforce mm-hmm. you know wow you think about their investment in the community you yeah, think yeah, about yeah. The positions they held yeah um what they were doing in tucson they're gone wow. never came back and That's so we, as a community we just took it hard on the chin yeah and so typ started uh to kind of just get people that look like you and I in a room basically it's going to be okay. Right. And we're going to connect and we're going to meet each other and we're going to know who we are. Mm. And that's how it started. And over time we've built in opportunities to engage together as a community, Mm -hmm. uh, to engage with other leaders and influencers in Tucson, to learn from their expertise, to learn from their view of Tucson. Mm -hmm. And we've added advocacy in, in the last year, which is our way of saying, look, we know the three or four things that Tucson's got to get right to retain young professionals, 21 to 45. Mm. How do we message that out to our community? How do we yeah. move the needle on those things? Education, yeah. uh, jobs and innovation, mm-hmm. uh, 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 storytelling and narrative about Tucson, Huge. and infrastructure and quality of life. Mm. If we can get some of those things right, we'll be, we'll be in better shape. Fantastic. A- and, and so uh, what we do revolves around, around those three buckets. And... When I stepped in a year ago, just timeline-wise, I can't take all the credit. Mm. Uh, I, sometimes I don't feel like I can take much of the credit. Yeah. Uh, but we had about 80 to 100 people on the rolls. And wow. in a year, we've 6 x Wow. Um, as a, That's incredible. As a nexus of young professionals who want to shape Tucson's future today. Yeah. And want to have a, uh, an inclusive, community-driven view of, uh, uh, of, of what the region needs to look like for the mm. next 50 years. Mm. Uh, so wow. I stumbled into two things that I love that uh-huh. are interconnected that yeah. I get to do in parallel. <laughs> and I feel super lucky about That's it. That's so cool. So. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Zach. Thank you. Thank you for that little debrief right there. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Again, if you want to give them a real quick, uh, uh, let them know where they can find you really quickly. Yeah, um, for sure. We can go home. <laughs> Perfect. Sounds good. I mean, uh, my name, Zach Yenser, um, on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. Beautiful. I'm on Twitter. I'm on. Did I miss anything? I don't think you did. Most I think things. I think most things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, so f- find me, follow me there, mm-hmm. and would love to love to connect. And I just appreciate you. I want to shout out you and what you're doing. Thank you, man. And um, you know, two two almost well three years now, Strawn. Um, you know, I think you bring a lot to our community, and uh, we'd appreciate miss it, it if you didn't do what you're doing. So we need more storytellers. We need more people. Telling right. Tucson who we are because we don't know. Yeah, no, so, apparently not. Apparently not. <laughs> apparently so, not. So yeah, want to celebrate what you do. Appreciate right, it. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, Likewise, feelings mutual, man. Yeah. Thank you again, Zach. Go find the tipping point. Go find it. Yes. Thank you. How was that? Like I didn't even convey in the intro how I enjoy how much I enjoyed this. I was sort of just like lost in the reality of um being stuck in my house for a couple weeks and um yeah but the conversation was great and i think it was needed to be heard um zach's a really insightful guy on the ground when it comes to actual local things that are happening 
Um, and yeah, a super insightful character. I'm glad he was able to come on. I'm grateful. Go follow them. Zach Yancer, Twitter and Instagram. Again, tune in on the radio show Monday through Friday, usually around 9 in the morning till 10. On 10.30, The Voice. Yeah. Um, yeah, The Tipping Point. Just go look for The Tipping Point. Also, go grab his book called Creative. That one's a, that's, a, that's a good one. Um, and on that note, yeah, I think this is a quick, this is a quick buy. Um, yeah. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, like, share, subscribe. I don't know. <laughs> that's YouTube shit. Subscribe, uh, comment, leave a comment. What do you think about all the uh, like Zach's perspective, huh? On SoundCloud, you can leave a, cl- a comment. If you're listening on Apple Music, then leave a review. Give me some stars. That'd be great. <laughs> um, go pay attention to to Music by Ray. Um, or shout out Mijo. Ojalá dropped an album. Why did I forget this? They dropped like a small EP on Bandcamp. Go buy that. Um, support local. Um it's the end so here we go (laughs) i'm gonna play out with a beat that is called um it's called jewish history museum i don't think that's the real name for it but q sent me the file with that name on it i think what i think is is that q made that beat at the jewish history museum and left it at that so the beat's called jewish history museum hope you enjoy it's for you, Isaac. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> i